1: But I'm here. And Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit's here. Amen. And so we're going to have a great time in church tonight. We're going to worship God. We're going to receive from the Word. And God's going to minister to us individually. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for tonight. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of coming into your house to worship you and to fellowship with believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Let's worship. Let's sing all about Jesus.
3: You are the Holy One. You are the living word. You are the center of my hope. Jesus, you are the Son of God, you are the solid rock, you are the center of my focus. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul, and I adore you only, it's all about you You are the center of my focus, Jesus. You are all-powerful. You are so wonderful. You are the center of my focus, Jesus. You're the lover of my soul. And I adore you only It's all about you It's all about you It's all about you you. Jesus It's all about
4: you It's
3: all about you It's all about you The Holy One You are The living Word You are The center of my focus Jesus You are
4: The solid guy.
3: You are The solid rock You are The center of my focus Jesus You're the lover of my soul, and I adore you. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. you. of my focus, Jesus, you are all-powerful, you are
4: so wonderful,
3: you are the center of my focus.
4: Jesus,
3: the name of God every other day, Jesus, the only one who could ever
4: see
3: worthy of
2: the wonder of our wonderful Savior and Lord Jesus, the Christ, the name above all names. Thank you for your wonderful love. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together here tonight to worship you, to honor you, to express our love and adoration to you, to declare that you are the Almighty God, the one and only Savior and Lord of our lives, we bless your holy name, we praise
4: you, we thank you, we rejoice in the Lord, and again today
2: we rejoice, the Lord is good, he is great and mighty, marvelous, marvelous in all your ways, Lord, and we thank you for Holy Spirit, we thank you for the spirit of the living God that you gave to us so that we would not be left alone as orphans, but that you are with us and you live in us and we listen now to what you have to say. Together, we are better. I came in the flesh and dwelt among you. And now I live in heaven with the Father. And we sent the promised gift, Holy Spirit, so that we are together as one. You are in me and I am in you. Together, we are better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being with us in the house and joining us online. We're glad that we are joined here together to worship the Lord and to receive the word of the Lord from Dr. Fiona. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You are a blessing around the world and right here in our community, Palmyra, PA. And Melissa has announcements. <laughs>
5: I did know that. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Everybody looks so amazing. Okay, today is Wednesday Night Refreshing, and I'm saying that more for me than I am for you, so (laughs) that helps me with my announcement. Today's Wednesday, that means tomorrow's Thursday. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so tomorrow we have Bible Adventure. That's when we have like over 50 elementary school kids from third through fifth grade come here to church to have church during the school day, which is awesome. So I know there are always look there's opportunities to serve in the kingdom of God. So if you are interested in volunteering or if you know people who are interested, you can have them see Miss Chris. Okay, so and then... Oh, also on Thursday. I knew there's two announcements for Thursday. Pastor Doug's Grace Zoom class will be starting tomorrow. I know. I'm very excited for it. So that's from 630 to 745 if you registered online. If you would still like to register, you can. You can register on the VCF website, and you can also sign up in the bookstore as well. It's through Zoom and through Facebook group. Okay. And then Saturday, so I have to go in order by the dates. That's how I keep my announcements straight. So on Saturday, there's lots happening, and I'm very excited about it. So Saturday is February 10th, and it is the youth breakfast, which is from 9 to 11. So 9, 10, 11, all together. (laughs) And the youth have a breakfast in the morning, and they have a wonderful time, like, worshiping the Lord, and the presence of God shows up. So ages 12 and older are invited to that for the youth. And like I said, it's always a wonderful time. God meets us here every time. Then after the youth breakfast, we will be at the Palmyra Square. So that is from 11 to 1140. So we take signature worship music into the heart of Palmyra and pray for people and talk with people, pass out like our postcards that we have, let them know all of the wonderful things that are happening VCF and that Jesus loves them, right? Okay. Yeah. Gotta get all my announcements straight. Okay. So upcoming announcement is winning Winter Wonderland. That is something that the youth is putting on for the community. It's a community event. We're going to have crafts, music, fun and games, um, fellowship, winter activities, if it snows, because I would like to go sledding. That would be fun. We have all of this land and hills. It would be awesome. Okay, so if you are interested in, like, (laughs) volunteering or participating or want to see how you can help with that event, you can see Pastor Nadine or you can see myself. However you want to bless the community and the youth and participate, it's going to be a wonderful time. And then also, we have our Woven Conference. I know. It's about building your house with purpose. So that is happening April 19th and April 20th. Dr. Fiona will be preaching and teaching us all about it, and it's going to be wonderful. So I encourage you to sign up. You can sign up on the website or also in the bookstore. And that's all the announcements.
1: Ready? good? There we go. All right. <laughs> well, um, it's good to be here tonight and see everybody. And uh, on, on Sunday, Pastor Doug and I have to make an announcement. It's nothing major. It's just a good announcement. But I didn't want to say it without him here. We forgot to say it on Sunday. So remind me, Sunday, <laughs> if you didn't hear us say, we have a special announcement to make and we didn't do it, you have to, somebody has to wave and go, what's the special announcement? We'll do it. All right. It's a good thing. It's just now everybody's going to be like, we got to come to church on Sunday. (laughs) Some of you may already know what it is, but we won't give hints. Um, Do we have any kids tonight for Kids Life? All right. Everybody gets to listen to me tonight. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, So offering. I have some offering scriptures for you. It's the exact same scripture from different versions of the Bible. So we could put up one version, and I'll read the rest. I have it in the, do you have the passion? Okay, um, Proverbs eleven twenty four. So the topic I'm going to teach on tonight, I, I, I don't really want to be the one to do it. <laughs> so I've been wrestling with it since last Wednesday, which is when I got the instruction of what I was teaching this Wednesday, which is odd for me. So it didn't leave. So here we are tonight. You'll find out. We do have chocolate in the back, for real. There's a green bin in the back on the floor if you like chocolate. Chocolate helps our brain feel happy. So <laughs> it's as if you went to the dentist and they gave you laughing gas. So um, you can have chocolate for what I'm about to teach. But anyway, let's read the the, the offering scripture first. <laughs> Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. That's one version. The Amplified says, There is the one who generously scatters abroad, and yet increases all the more. And there is the one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in want and poverty. The message translation says of the same verse, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And one last version, if you can handle it. (laughs) The living version, it says, One gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unjustly and comes to poverty. I think all the versions end up saying, if you're not generous, you end up poor. So we are a generous group. <laughs> yes. I just wanted you to see all the different words for generosity that describes you and how you give to God and what you've chosen to give your finances to and the strength of your work, the, um, the bounty that you have put up over the years of your work if you're retired and you're pulling from that. And we appreciate everything that you give to this house because we sure know how to send it abroad and send it around the the, the, the town and get things done. Amen? So we're, I'm going to pray over the offering. And any time you'd like to give, any time uh, if you need a break and just kind of want to pretend like you're giving an offering and just really grab a piece of chocolate, it's okay. <laughs> we're pretty free in here. Anytime time over there to my right and over there to my left, just like a conductor, anytime you can give and if you're online we have links for you quick and easy to follow so um, i'm going to pray over the offering and then i'll pray over the message before i start so father we thank you lord for this opportunity that you've given us to give into your kingdom and to participate with what you have planned for mankind on this earth and i speak a blessing over uh, everyone that participates in this offering tonight father i thank you lord for your multiplication of the seeds that they've sown and the harvest that they receive. And I thank you, Lord, for this. And, Lord, I pray tonight that as we hear your word and we learn from you, Father, that there will be exponential growth, there will be exponential increase in our relationship with you and with one another. And, Father, I speak now that every Spirit, every voice, past, present, hovering over anyone right now with the sound of my voice, whenever this is heard, I command every voice that is not of the Holy Spirit to shut up. And I thank you, Father, that we will listen now to the voice of the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, that teaches us all truth, and that we can be led in the way that you want us to go, Father. I pray, Father, that you give us revelation knowledge in this place tonight. Something we've never heard. Things we've never seen. And let us have an experience with you, Father, that we've never had before. As we grow our walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Doug says hello. Hello, my love, if you're watching. And... Uh, before I tell you the title of my message, I'm going to read a definition for you, and you can tell me what the title is. The definition, of, it's an adjective, and it means feeling or expressing hurt, indignation, or irritation because of a perceived wrong or insult. Here's an example. The man replied in an offended voice. My niece would never do anything like that. The title of my message tonight is Shutting Down Offense, Taking Away the Enemy's Leverage. Amen? And here's my opening statement, and at the end I have, okay, everybody have a good night. That's all I came to say. My opening statement is, nothing should offend you. But if you're a Christian, it is even more important for that statement to be true in your life. Yes, right. It should be something you say, nothing can offend me. Right. I used to say early on, like maybe in my twenties, or my whole life until the Lord arrested me with it, is I'm not easily offended. And the Lord says, Well, that still leaves room for you to be offended. Like, what what's the hard thing that will offend you? And I went, Oh, well that's needs to change i don't get offended okay um good night have a great week i actually wrote that down all right let's go to genesis chapter four verses five and six i mean that's the message that's really what i want you to know nothing nothing should offend you If you could understand this, the enemy will have zero leverage over you, like zero. People could chop your arm off and you would not bite. Do you understand? And you have to fortify yourself to live this lifestyle where nothing can offend you. I do not remember the last time I was offended. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I ever was. I remember when I was in high school, which was many, 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 lots of years ago. Um, You know how they have the book? Well, in America, you have a yearbook. In Guyana, we we get our own book. (laughs) We get, for real. Do they have yearbooks anymore? I mean, you're way younger than me. So did they ever have a yearbook in Guyana for your high school? Oh, okay, he had he's from Guyana by the way if you didn't know. He meaning Devon Randall, Devon. Um. um but but so we had our own notebooks, right? So we would take it to our friends to to put a note in it for, you know. So inside of it, some of the vulgar students of the school would write these yeah, terrible swear word poems. Right? A very vulgar the boys would write what they'd like to do to the girls well I don't I'm totally naive I've no clue you know I see everybody else doing it so I'm like here <laughs> so my one of my teachers uh, had opened it to read and he said look at what these people wrote about you or to you aren't you offended I said not really like that's their words not mine i don't have to take it I didn't even know anything about word of faith or words of your mouth or nothing I just knew I don't care. I don't care what they say. So I'm telling you, it's possible to not be offended. And just like you do not need fear for anything, fear is completely not needed in your life. It's the same way. Offense is completely unnecessary. Many people have been trapped by thinking, If they look offended enough, they'll move the hand of the people they're trying to persuade or impress or who they're trying to pull to get the the attention or to get agreement from, and that's a trap. So that makes you a victim. Victims don't win. Do you know a victim don't win by themselves once they're a victim? They need somebody to come in and help them. And to tell them they don't have to be a victim. And then they can leave. But the victims who sometimes they get offended that somebody is telling them you don't have to be like that. All right. So we're going to go through all that. Do you see why I didn't want to do this tonight? But you're with me. We got it. This doesn't mean it's you. I think you're just mouthpieces to go tell everybody you don't have to be offended. (laughs) So I thought about reading those giving scriptures really rough and Ugh, to see who would be offended but i didn't want teach you yet i didn't teach you yet, <laughs> I, teach you yet and I thought that wouldn't be fair that just wouldn't be right it's not fair it wouldn't be right so i, I, I okay let's we're, we're in genesis chapter 4 verse 5 to 8 so i'm, I'm going to consider this the you know first offensive offended person maybe besides satan uh but for cain you can read the beginning before that but for Cain his offering he had no respect god had no respect for Cain's offering so Cain became very extremely angry and he lo- he looked he looked he looked annoyed and hostile and the lord said to Cain why are you so angry and why do you look annoyed if you do well believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crouches at your door. So here's a clue. Offense is sin. Okay. So if I were to take out the word offense and say, you don't have to sin anymore. Isn't that what God would tell you? Jesus would tell you, you don't have to sin anymore. That's why he came, right? Right. Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you. It wants to overpower you. Sin always wants to overpower you, which means it doesn't have power over you. (laughs) Because if it did, It wouldn't be trying to overpower you. Again, we can go home now. You're good. All right. But you must master it. You can't just let sin hang out around you. You have to master it. You have to tell it what to do, how to do it, where to go, and how far from your premises it has to go. You have to master sin. You can't willpower sin away. You have to tell sin, you don't belong to this territory. Move. You have to master it. Okay? And you master sin with words. If if you're comfortable with being a victim, you're going to be very upset, but don't get offended because you're going to sin. (laughs) You can get angry. (laughs) This is why I have chocolate, I'm telling you. We're going to do surgery. I was thinking the other day, I, I'm more of a surgeon type leader, and Pastor Doug is the family doctor. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you why I said that. Because I sent, I sent information to Lisa. I was giving her feedback or something. And I was just like, da, 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 da. Pastor Doug's like, oh, wow. Da, 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 da. And I thought, I should explain this. I'm the surgeon. Pastor Doug's the family doctor. This is our difference. <laughs> but in the surgery, nobody's saying please and thank you. Right? Right? In the, in the surgery, that's actually they tell you not to do that because it's life or death and we're, we're doing stuff here. Like, come on, give me this. that, that, that. That's it. Right? So you, I'm telling you all these behind the scenes because sometimes you can be around people and get offended by them because they're not behaving like somebody else you know that's in a similar position. But their purpose in your life is different. Yeah. So you have to know that. Right. Yeah. So you don't clump everybody together. Right. Yeah. Right? right? So, all right. We're not done reading the scripture yet. Where am I? <laughs> okay. You must master it. The end of verse 7. Now we're going to 8. So Cain talked with Abel. He didn't talk to sin. He talked to Abel, his brother, about what God had said. And when they were alone working in the field, Cain attacked Abel, his brother, and committed the first murder. He killed him. His offense against his brother, because God chose him over him, caused him to murder his brother. Okay? God told him to master sin, but instead he was trying to master his brother. If you read later on in the story, when the Lord came to find Abel, he said, where is Abel? He said, am I my my brother's keeper? Cain had no interest in being big brother. He had every interest in being, in doing what he wanted to do and manipulate the process. Right? So, and because he was caught. So I have a couple notes on this passage at the place you get offended will be the place will be the place marker where you'll stay you might as well put a stake in the ground you're not going any further than where that place is you're going to be stuck right there the only place you're going to go as far as movement is backwards but you're not going forward so the place of offense you're going to put a place marker you're not going anywhere and it'll get worse because you'll be more offended now because everybody around you is getting promoted and moved up but you're not hmm. so it's not like the company's not doing anything or the church is not giving people opportunity or god's not calling anybody else he's got a whole you know how some people have a hiring freeze god has a calling freeze <laughs> I'm not the only one that's not getting called. I know there's nobody else that's getting called. Well, we might have to check out the region and see what's going on. <laughs> um, Cain is a good example of being offended at other people's acceptance from God. So this happens when you're in groups. You know, if you're in families, if you're in a church, if you're at work and you know somebody who you think is worse than you or did worse than you or is not as talented as you gets promoted or gets an accolade and you don't that's a crouching at the door situation isn't it and if you feel anything inside of like a, a tinge of hurt or pain you got to master it immediately Because if you don't, it leads to hatred, which in the New Testament is equivalent to murder. Okay? In the Old Testament, they actually follow through with it. In the New Testament, there's a lot of people in church that hate people. They're they're killing people left and right every Sunday. They come in there, another death one, another one dead. We're not sitting over there. Nope. We don't have that in this church, by the way, let me just say. (laughs) But I grew up in church my whole life. I've seen it with my own eyes and I would hear it in my dad's office when he would counsel people because I was the designated sitter or when mom wasn't available. And so I would hear all these things. And a lot of it has to do with jealousy. People get offended when someone gets ahead before them. Now, you have to realize the truth. The truth is there is a timing in God for your life and for somebody else's life. Imagine if Jesus was jealous of John the Baptist and his crowd when he was Jesus. You understand? They're only six months apart. It wasn't like Jesus didn't know what John was doing. You understand? What I'm Nobody was saying Jesus' name when John was doing his thing. Not a single person. Do you realize that? They were cousins. You know, they were family stuffed together, and John was saying, hey, we baptized thousands today, and now Jesus got nothing. I built a table. <laughs> you know, <laughs> My dad finally showed me how to put the legs on. Now I got four legs instead of three. I'm, I'm making progress over here. <laughs> when he knows all the prophecies for his life, remember Jesus lived as a human on the earth. It wasn't like he was God, and, and he knew. Like he had to live as a human so he could have the experience that we are supposed to have and tell us how to have it right so all these things we forget you know we forget that jesus was in the background while john the baptist was just having a blast i mean he was wearing the camels thing and the whole eating the honey and all that and jesus was in the carpentry shop probably pounding his fingers every now and then with with the hammer you know and uh and but jesus was sinless so we know he was never offended he was never hurt You know, he didn't go, yeah, this is what happens when your mom don't know who your dad is and all this. (laughs) She made up some story telling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He he didn't do any of that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is I want you tonight, before you leave here, while I'm talking with my voice rummaging through your mind memories of all them photographs you got of people who did you wrong. Let's call that your sin list. And, and when they pop up, you just got to repent. Say, Father, I forgive him. I repent. I forgive him. I repent. You don't have to say it out loud because we're going to have a loud room. But, <laughs> but I just want you to reset yourself in here tonight. Because offense will hold you back in every area that you were offended. God has never promoted an offended person. Because you're too close to becoming a murderer. Right? Right? Okay. Everybody okay? All right. Um, So (laughs) train yourself to be present when somebody else is being praised. That's in your exact field. Doing your exact thing. And another level up would be. If in the same breath the person turns and corrects you in front of that person. Can you handle it? Or will you get offended? God talked to Abel about his gift and accepted it. And then he talked to Cain about his gift and rejected it. There's no indication that it occurred at a different time or that they didn't know about it, that Abel didn't know that Cain was corrected and Cain didn't know that Abel was praised. Do you understand? Yes. And God, God, this is the model that God gave us. I think what we do in our life and in relationships is we try to pull people aside to correct them. And then we'll, we'll, we'll praise people publicly. That's fine. But the whole correction Publicly, we just can't bring ourselves to do it. I don't care. I correct. <laughs> and for me, here's why: it takes the leverage away from the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no miscommunication in what is being said, right? right? So if I pull, if I'm talking to Melissa and I'm telling her something, I say, "Okay, uh, Pastor Nadia, I need to talk with you over here." Well, then Melissa doesn't know what I'm going to talk to her about. Uh, you know she's like okay do you see how the enemy can come in now and and the enemy could just whisper to melissa yeah she she wants to tell her more better things than she told you (laughs) that she she was just kind of trying to make you feel better but really you're you're not that good do you see you see (laughs) i got a chuckle out of you that is a first (laughs) right there i like it this is turning out better than i thought so I was laughing and telling Pastor Doug that really, ever since I was young, I would tell everybody everything. Like everything. I just blurted it out. So nobody could really do research on me to find any juicy secrets. I've already told it. <laughs> it's lost its flavor because I told it first. This is how you take leverage away. You understand? Keep yourself from sinning and then all the mistakes you make where you mess up You did something wrong, spill it. I make Facebook my journal. A year from now, he'll tell me, hey, this is what you did last year. I made this cake for Josiah for his birthday. I don't remember what birthday it was. It was so awful. It was horrible. (laughs) I was trying to make this tricolor cake. The cake tasted good, but the icing part, oh, it was terrible. So I posted it on Facebook, and I was like, I tried. (laughs) Everybody was like, oh, honey. I was like, yeah, I really tried, but this is what we got so (laughs) laugh at yourself so the devil has nothing to laugh at this is a great way to break this whole thing of you being offended here's why if i saw the cake and say you made the cake and i came up and i was like oh my gosh that is the most horrible cake i've ever seen i'm going on about the cake if you were trying to hide it would not you be offended then like i can't believe she just like said that out loud do you see what I'm saying? But if you did it, you're like, I know. This is what I'm telling you. I need help. <laughs> Problem solved. Do you see? These are practical things I'm telling you. All right? Families have family problems because they offend each other. And they don't repent. They sin against each other and they don't repent. And somebody's waiting for the other one to do it first. If your family thinks you're stupid, crazy, crazy, A nut job, fanatic, you like Jesus too much, you're a holy roller, call him up one day and say, you know, I think you think I'm stupid, I'm a nut job, I'm a holy roller, I'm a fanatic, I'm all this. And you know what? I could see how you could think that. I really could. But let me just tell you which ones I really am. I'm not stupid, and I'm not a nut job, but I am a holy roller. I am a fanatic for Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? It will remove the whole thing. So now there's they don't have to feel bad if they say that about you. You actually agree with them. Let's find a point of agreement here. You understand? But when you go in a room and there's so much tension and everybody's trying to like hide what they think about the person, blah, blah, blah. That's when that's sin crouching at the door, but when you master sin, you're pulling everything out from all the hidden places and you're saying it out loud. Uh, You know what I'm saying? That's what I did, Pastor. Remember we just got married? I grabbed the neck hold on him and said, (laughs) "That offended you, didn't it? That hurt your feelings." He's like, "No, it didn't." I was like, "Yes, it did. Yes, it did." (laughs) He goes, "Yes, it did." I'm like, "Good. Never again for the rest of our marriage. Are you ever doing that?" You're going to tell me if it offends you so I can fix it or tell you you're crazy. Either one, but we're going to talk about it. And and that's how it's been.
4: You
1: You understand? Don't do relationships quiet and secretive. That's the devil's best tool. The secrecy. Do you know all those uh, groups, those masons and all that? Are they public? Can you tell what they do inside there? No. Everything's a secret, right? Everybody's like, you have to swear to secrecy and you can't, yeah. That's a demon telling you, I'm going to control your life and you're going to do what I tell you to do or else I'm going to do this. No. You should go back in there and say, let me tell you something. (laughs) Make sure you're sinless though because they'll beat you up (laughs) because somebody's texting me. I wonder if, They're asking me a question. Okay. Um, Let's go to Galatians chapter 5 verse 20. Are you guys okay? What time is it? We're good. All right. Look, we're good. It's good, good, good. I didn't know how this would come out. I mean, who wants to talk about this? Tell me. Who would like to preach about offense today? All right. But do you see? I made you laugh like quite a few times. I'm feeling good about this now. Good choice, God. Thank you. Uh, I even said to Pastor Doug, you know, I was searching on other folders, and I noticed you, used, you taught a subject and offense on the radio program. He goes, I did? I was like, oh, well, that means you don't know where the notes are or anything. Because I was like, I don't really want to research offense. But the Lord showed me how to do it. Okay. Galatians 5, and we'll go from verse 16. Galatians 5:16. I've got more good news for you here. We'll get read that first and then we'll get to the really good news. (laughs) You know, people think that if they pretend that they're good, that they're good. But you can't do that. Because good belongs to God. Right? Remember, Jesus said, don't call anybody good, but God. No one's good but God, right? So good belongs to God. So if you're trying to pretend to be good, that alone is an oxymoron. <laughs> Thank God. You can't pretend to be good. That in itself is not good. You have just failed. <laughs> okay? So you might as well fess up. You might as well say, wait a minute. Sin is trying to master me in these areas, but I'm going to command it and tell it what it's allowed to do and what it's not allowed to do in my life, in my territory. And my territory is anywhere that my feet go. So I take my territory with me. It's like your entourage. You know what I'm saying? You know, when another country comes and sets up an embassy, in another country, they're that country in the embassy. Well, that's you. Wherever you go, you're your territory. So your rules that you live by are there with you in your territory. Anybody that comes into your territory, they got to abide by your rules. All right, everybody's looking at me like, huh? Okay. Well, you got it. You got it. You're still going through those files. (laughs) Verse 16. Galatians 5.16, I I don't know what, oh, what version do you have up there? Amplified, okay, I'll go to the Amplified. Oh, that's going to be long, though. We're going to be here forever. Uh, Okay. Verse 16, I asked Josiah for his iPad. He suggested my phone would work great. (laughs) So I agreed with him, and here we are. Okay, I say, You can't be a preacher's kid and not be part of the sermon. It's just impossible. (laughs) It never happens. Okay. (laughs) But I say walk habitually. This is the Amplified. In the Holy Spirit. This is how we're supposed to walk. Okay. Is the Holy Spirit ever offended? Okay. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out The desire of the sinful nature. The nature that you're supposed to master. Okay? Which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. So pretending to be good is not mastering sin. For the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the Spirit, and the desire of the Spirit opposes the sinful nature. So could you see how if you are living as a carnal-minded person, where you are being mastered by sin, you would be offended at the person that's living and walking by the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Just being around them will make you mad. And you'll be like, they're such a holy. <laughs> right? But if it doesn't, then whoever the holy person is, they should check, do a checkup. Because it's supposed to. By its definition of the two sides, it's supposed to. It's supposed to rub on, on them. But again, if you want to be accepted by everyone, you will have a problem. Okay, that's a different topic and different message. Okay, for these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. There's never a break. They're always fighting with each other. Okay? Okay. So that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the practice of the sinful nature are clearly evident. These are the practices. If you're doing these practices, fess up and master it. Tell it how it behaves around you. Tell the people that entice you with it, where they can go and how far away, when they can look and when they can talk, okay? You master it. First thing on the list, sexual immorality. We got kids in the room. I think all the adults know what that is. Impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. There are so many, you couldn't even list them. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously. That those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, you are stuck because sin will tell you when you can move, because you're guided by your impulses. I don't feel like, I don't, um, they hurt my feelings. I'm not going today. But here's verse 22. Here's the light. Here's the light. This is what light looks like and sounds like. Okay, are we good? Everybody good? The chocolates are still there. I mean, we're still good here. Okay. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us. This is where the the Spirit of God is supposed to be inside of us, not sin. Not the thoughts of sin. Not self-control of sin. (gasps) Oh! (sighs) <sighs> okay it's love it's a which is an unselfish concern for others joy inner peace patience not the ability to wait but how we act while waiting <laughs> i'm waiting on you why don't you hurry up that's not patience okay <laughs> kindness <laughs> Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Here's the kicker. Against such things, there is no law. You see that? And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passion and appetites. Now, if you heard an old time preacher preach on this, they'd be like, Ayeo! and you! they'd shake, and the chin would thing, and the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're living in sin, you're going to be like, oh, they're just so old-fashioned. No, they know what they're talking about, right? And you need to master sin because they did. And it looks old-fashioned to you because you've been hyping it up for too long. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? But those things are still true and we're being led by the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. We are not there's God didn't put some unclean spirit inside of us. It's His Holy Spirit. But if we have another master on the outside called sin, then we are not listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside. You understand? And the master that causes you to sin will cause you to do things that will uh, make that kingdom grow in you, in your life. While the whole kingdom of God, you see, you can't inherit the kingdom of God, but the whole kingdom of God on this earth is waiting for you to partake of. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what else do I want to talk about? Um, okay, here are some reasons why you may get offended. Oh, this is going to offend you, just the words I'm about to use. Some of the reasons why you may be offended is because people are pointing out to you the reality they see that you think you're hiding. That's where the pretending to be good part comes in. So, <laughs> I'll tell you a story first to help lighten the load. <laughs> many, many years ago, I noticed that my face had these deep inset black things, and I realized, oh my gosh, they're blackheads. It's terrible. So I'm thinking to myself I need a solution how do I get rid of these things nothing I'm doing is working right so I'm thinking wow lord I need a solution show me a solution so we go Doug and I go to Tulsa Oklahoma for a conference and Gabe must have been like I don't know six or seven so you could tell how many years ago that was and so we had a break in the afternoon and we go to the to Walmart and Broken Arrow and in the Walmart is a beauty salon. oh I think I need a haircut or something I needed something May I need my eyebrows waxed. That's what it is. I need my eyebrows waxed. Back when I had eyebrows, thick eyebrows. It was out of control. I'm speaking them back in. It was out of control. I literally said to God, God, could you please make my eyebrows thin and straight because that was the style back then? And now I'm like, Lord, could you please fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. So I, okay, so we're, we're going back and forth. But anyway, <laughs> so I go to get my eyebrows waxed, and I'm sitting in the chair. You know, you, you're like this. And the lady, okay, she spoke part English. She was Hispanic, but she spoke mostly Hispanic because she thought I was Hispanic. So first of all, the conversation started off with me going, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> she goes, oh. So, she, so then, with her limited vocabulary, she said to me, your face is dirty. <laughs> and I said, oh, that means you must know something about this. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I do. Your face is dirty. I went, I know. I've been trying to figure out how to clean it. Now, mind you, I have makeup on and everything, but she could tell under all the makeup, I got a dirty face. Which she was trying to say, I have a lot of blackheads and things that need to be removed. So I was excited because to me, that was an answer to prayer. When I tell you to take the leverage away from the enemy, that's what it looks like. Okay. Because if you're telling God, Lord, I have this problem, I need a solution, and he sends somebody with it, you can't be offended how they deliver the message. This is part of the problem. People are offended at the messenger. Like they just get mad at the messenger. So then it stops everything. I was so happy. I was like, yes, it is. I'm like, I have one hour. Can you make my face clean? And she said, no, I can't. I have a client. I went, postpone them. I'm over here. <laughs> she said, but I'll, I'll tell you everything I use. Go to this store and get that. Go to that store and get that. Uh, you know, I had passenger driving <laughs> me around to all these stores that she told me. And I had, I'm showing these people pictures. <laughs> I need this. I need that. And she started pulling up pictures of me. And I got all the things I needed to help my dirty face. But, but how many of you would have accepted that? The woman is telling your face. And she's saying it very loudly. Everybody's looking. <laughs> and I go, you're right. I know. <laughs> okay? Wow. Practice doing that. If somebody comes up and quietly says, hey, Melissa, I'm sorry to tell you. Like, um, you know, your shirt is too short. I know. I need a longer shirt. <laughs> Practice. Okay. So here are some things that feed offense, okay? Insecurity. Like, that's like the number one thing. Like, the whole thing rests on that. (laughs) Insecurity. If you have any insecurity, you have to say, I'm willing for people to tell me out loud About this insecurity and then I would ask them to help me with that and not be offended at them and if they go hey everybody Mary just said that she has this insecurity does anybody have a solution you can't be offended if that happens (laughs) this is how extreme I want you to think about it for real like if you think about this in your mind in your mindset When it actually happens in real life, it's going to feel normal because you already did it. But think about when you in your mind are trying to hide this and in real life it happens. It didn't get hidden. It got exposed. Guess what's going to happen to you? Offense. Okay. Insecurity. Laziness. You're just lazy. You don't want to do anything about it. (laughs) I face it. You're just like... Yeah. My house, you know how many years I've been trying to organize my garage? <laughs> Flat out, it's too cold. I am not going in the garage. Lazy. Lazy, lazy. Got three hours. Nope, not doing the garage. I can do anything else, not doing the garage. Forget the garage. Lazy, lazy. See how I just out-leveraged? Yeah. If you come to visit my house and see the garage, I've already told you. There's no surprise there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know. <laughs> Nate, Nate visited our house like years ago. And this was when I was in the middle of like, I just hate or clean him. I, I hate it. I wake up. I have, you know. so I don't know what we were doing during that time. But I don't know what was happening. But either way, Nate, by the way, is Miss Lisa's son. He's at Raymond right now. But our dining room table was packed with like miscellaneous boxes from things. I have no idea what we were in the middle of I forgot but like the whole place is just like stuff everywhere. So Nate comes over to do I'm sure he's shocked. He's like, "Look." And I said, "Yeah. Are you okay?" He goes, "My mom would have a fit if this if we were here and this looked like I said, I oh, know. I'm having a fit inside. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, lazy. Just, oh, just own it and move on. You know, like, Lord, help me with laziness. Just help me. Okay, jealous. That's what Cain had over Abel. And jealousy is, a, is wanting something that you're not willing to give to. That's what jealousy is. It's wanting something you're not willing to give to. So you're looking at somebody else having something that you want and you're jealous that you don't have it. Where's the thing, folks? It's a system and a principle. If I were you, I'd go ask them what they did. I'd be like, hey, tell me everything you did, all your secrets, because I want to have what you have. So how would you do it? Tell me. And then you take all that information, you go back to the Holy Spirit and say, hey, I, I did some research. Does this apply to me? Is this how you want me to do it? But, but when, but jealousy is not a good frame of reference for the Holy Spirit to work with. You can't come to him and go, Holy Spirit, I'm really jealous of Stephen over there. Could you help me get what he has? <laughs> Isn't that called like uh, envy and all that stuff? Yeah, no, the Holy Spirit's not going to help that. But if you go, Stephen, I need to ask you, how do you get there? Okay, Holy Spirit, Stephen was able to do this, this, and this, and this, and I'd like to have the same opportunity, and what should I do? Guess what? You just give the Holy Spirit a frame of reference for the items that you did something yourself. You did the research yourself. You put the work in. Now you're coming to the Holy Spirit with something. And now he has something to work with you on. Do you understand how this works? Okay? Jealousy is not a frame of reference to bring to the Holy Spirit. I don't care how much you cry. It ain't going to work. Okay? Angry. The Bible says don't be friends with an angry man. It didn't say woman, but it said man, but I'm sure, there's a, I'm sure it applies to both, okay? So, I'm just saying, don't be friends. because, because ang- Okay, when, so the Bible says to be angry and sin not. So, if you are around someone that gets angry and sins, don't be around them anymore master them out of your territory yeah. or when they come into your territory they have to behave like a dog does <laughs> because they're behaving like an animal do you understand yeah. but if you ate and abetted oh honey i understand that would make me angry too now you have agreement so guess what's going to happen it's going to multiply the next time the angering to look like that it's gonna look worse by the multiplication factor not by the addition factor the multiplication factor right Right. okay you guys are like okay Okay, this is a good one (laughs) Um, you can be offended if you have a fairness bias that's not fair you can't go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, it's not fair. That's what Cain did to Abel, about Abel, right? You See how that turned out, right? Isn't that what Martha did for Mary? How that turned out for her. <laughs> she got scolded right there in front of Mary.
4: <laughs> Bad enough, Mary isn't
1: doing any work. Now you're going to tell me I'm the wrong one? Like, seriously, no food for anybody. There was the angry woman right there. <laughs> okay? But, the it's not fair and unfortunately that's what the culture says is good to do so in our house i i stopped it i said i don't care if it's not fair like why are you saying it's not fair if josiah comes up and says it's not fair well we don't go by fairness we do our thing i told that to gabe too we don't go by fairness we don't do fairness so because here's why here's why if i see somebody doing something to pastor nadine right i don't know the situation but i'm i'm observing right or she comes and tells me a story of what happened and i hear her version and my perspective i could say that's not fair what they did to her and get offended with the person who never had a conversation with me right. do you see This is when you get offended on behalf of somebody else. And you have sinned. You didn't even get to partake of nothing. You know how it says sin is good for a season? You didn't even get that season. (laughs) I mean, think about it. You didn't even get the season of good that sin offers. You just got... (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Don't like to be compared. If you don't like to be compared to someone, you have an insecurity issue. I want to be compared with the best. And I want to know how far the gap is. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? I I want tell me how far the gap is from me and the best. So I can work on closing it and then go higher. You understand? But if you don't want to be compared, it means you have an insecurity issue and you want everybody to like you just like you are. You should run from people that like you just like you are. Because when you grow, they're not going to like you. They like you just like that because you're controllable. You're predictable. They know what you're going to do. Okay, it's getting a little serious in here. You know, a lot of couples are, why did you marry me? Oh, they like me just the way I am. I'm like, disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Disaster. Okay. No one understands me. You are primed for offense. Because you keep going from place to place so you could be understood. You don't even understand you. (laughs) If you understood you... You find what you need. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel good enough. There's another dinger. I don't feel good enough. Oh, God asked me to do this, but I don't feel good. So God's stupid? Do you like God is not stupid? If God asks us to do something, like he asked me to teach an offense, he knows we can pull it off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> If he he didn't think we could pull it off, God is not somebody that gives wrong assignments out. He's not like the charity case, like, well, I don't have enough volunteers, so I'll just have to make them do it. No, God. He's just like, it's not going to be done. That's what's going to happen. Or I'll raise somebody up. You understand? I can bring people from any part of the earth to go to where I need to go so they can get this done. So don't be all like leveraging God, you know. If I don't do it, nobody will do it. no are you guys good if you're gritty if you are gritty you're going to be so offended around generous people you're going to be ticked you're going to be you're going to be offended on their behalf because you came to church and you know this every time the pastor says they're raising funds for something this person is always giving and you know they don't have that much money But because they're asking, they keep asking and asking and asking. This person keeps giving. So now they're robbing the old people. (laughs) Don't you hear that a lot? All them widows and them old, one-income women, poor women living at home. They're robbing them. So now you're her financial advisor. You don't even know the woman. (laughs) But you're offended on her behalf. You are a gritty person if you do that. I'm just telling you. Don't be offended at me now, people. We're talking about not being offended. I'm telling you to check your heart. The enemy deposits seeds in us. Not me, but he wants to. The, de- the devil wants to deposit seeds in people, and it lies dormant. But the culture waters it with sob stories. So then when he needs to use you to produce fruit, he'll take you to those places. You think God's blessing you and taking you into promotion. And you go there, you're a total disaster because you're offended at everything. (laughs) And you cause division and destruction, which is what the enemy wanted to happen. Do you understand? So, I mean, people have done the silliest things to me. And I just go, okay, okay. Well, what else are you gonna say? Okay. Because <laughs> I have this thing. if you if I have to persuade you to like me, isn't that like an oxymoron? Mm-hmm. I have to make you it's like telling somebody, I will make you love me. That's a narcissist. Yeah. Right. Can't do that. You can't make somebody love you. <laughs> no love, next line. No love. You're missing love in the area for which you're offended. Okay? Um, don't care about their responsibility. The brother's keeper. Remember Cain? He said, "Am i my brother's keeper. He was offended that God was asking him where Abel was. Uh-huh. Um, so hate leads to murder. Offense causes you to hate. Okay, and your job is to master these things. They exist. You can't be somewhere that it's not because it exists because people are entertaining them. People are taking them into their territory, and they're they're around you. So these things exist. The way you so here's the answer. We're we're gotta wrap, wrap it up. It's bedtime. Uh, <laughs> the answer to fix. Your offense problem, and I'm saying you have an offense problem if, you, if any of these things upset you, is to read First Corinthians 13 and every scripture that talks about love, God's love, and soak yourself in it. Ask the Holy Spirit to correct you sharply, like quick, like, cut it off with a sharp sword quick. Practice being in places where people would talk about people like you and just smile. <laughs> um, this is a good season coming up with the politics. <laughs> a lot of people get offended at somebody who don't like. You know, somebody actually told me a couple years ago when the first round was that if you would renounce your, your one vote, just say you're not going to vote. One vote. I got one vote in the whole of America. This person said, if you would renounce your vote for this person, I will write a check to cover all of the educational expenses you have for churn home. And I said, why? No, thank you. Because I'm not controllable. And I said, no, and I have not received any donation from them ever since. And we're talking whenever the last election was. And so much so, but they still wanted to be part of it. So they were trying to call directly to Guyana so they could donate and bypass me. And everybody there said, I'm sorry, but you got to go through her. And we never lacked. Yeah. All the educational bills got paid. Yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, that same week, somebody locally came to the orphanage and said, I will, the, we needed to get those tablets because it was when during COVID. So we had to buy 26 tablets. So somebody came and said, I will give you two for one. So you just pay for half of them, and I'll give you the other half. And then we realized we need cases for these things because these things were so slippy. Them kids go and break that in two seconds. He said, I'll give you all the cases for like 10% of the price or something. And somebody came and said, I'll give you money for education. And the whole thing was paid within a day, the whole thing, all of it. Do you see? You have to have a standard and keep it. The Holy Spirit has to trust you that you would stand up for something that he would stand up for yes. you understand you don't get to control me You don't, uh. so don't be controllable by people's um people's offenses this person was offended at the person that was running so they were just i said i got one vote i thought they were joking i said oh, really You know my mom wouldn't stand for that. They're like, it's not your mother, it's you. And I'm telling... This was a family member, by the way. And I said, oh, no. No, 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 no. We don't do that. I still pray that they would stay alive because they're a sinner. They're a, a Muslim. So they have to get saved. They can't die until they hear the truth. So then they can choose. Right? So see... You don't get offended to the See, if I got offended and all upset with this person, I was like, I hope they go. No, I don't hope they go anywhere. They got to stay on earth. Somebody that is reliable and a proper laborer needs to go to them and their whole family and tell them the truth so they can choose then and there before they just die with lack of knowledge. You understand? So that's how you forgive people and clear your conscience. You know, easy trick to forgive. uh, Trick, whatever. (laughs) an easy step think of them for eternity would you want them to go to hell no No. we don't want anybody to go to hell it is a terrible place so you think of them in terms of eternity and you forgive them and you say lord send a laborer to them that could explain the truth because their eyes are blinded then they can make a choice you understand everybody good all right so the end result of tonight is you do not need offense in your life for anything are we all convinced Um, I've got several scriptures that could point to what offense is and everything but we got the gist here (sighs) we don't need to go into all that Um, and oh by the way pride oh this I forgot today is so important pride is the sprinkler on the lawn of offense? It just goes. Think of it. That's the pride. I just watering your offense. Yep, yep. You're right. They shouldn't have done that. Yep, yep, yep. Let's swing the other way. Make sure it's nice and green. Come on. Pride, right? Ooh, now I'm light-headed. But pride. So. So when I, okay, if somebody does something to me or say something to me, and it's new, you know, this is a new one. Wow, I haven't had that happen before. Um, I, and I get a, oh, that was a little shove. I immediately go, okay, how does this never happen again? This is what I do. In my mind, I go, what needs to change or what needs to be put in my head? that That never happens again. Yeah. And the first time is the last time. That's how, it ha- that's how I do it. When I first started working at in Pennsylvania, when we re- moved from Tennessee, I was in my 20s, you know, thin and pretty. And um, I worked at this place, and we were all employees, you know, coworkers. We were going to go to dinner one night and have our spouses come meet us up for dinner. So I'm at the table, and these single girls are facing the door. I'm not facing the door. So all of a sudden, this one... Uh, one of my assistants, she she goes, oh, my gosh. Guys, just like, don't even look. Oh, he's mine. She's going on and on. So I turned and looked. It was Doug. So I said, I'm sorry, honey, but he's already taken. He's your husband? I said, well, pardon me. After that, every day for, like, weeks, all the single girls would say hi to me and say how's your husband how's i said one day i go you know guys let's just stop right now he picked me okay let's just settle this matter because i thought if this kept going on i could build up something here going like i wonder who else is doing that to doug when he goes places gee i had no idea oh my gosh and i would you know you see how the devil would do something like that yeah so i was like let's just settle this i'm it yeah nobody else is getting in here it's me so and it never happened again. So I'm just saying, whenever something hits you the first time, if you're a victim, you are like a platter for offense. I'm Just saying. Because the devil has already been using you as a victim. So you can pull other people in to feel sorry. Offense likes to make pe- makes you feel good when other people feel sorry for you and they come to defend you. That's kind of like one of the things of offense. And the other thing is, don't let other people tell you things about people that you don't know anything about. The proverb says, don't listen to just one side of a story and make a decision. Everybody sounds right until you hear the other side. You understand? So make that your practice. I do that all the time. I have to do it all the time at the orphanage with kids, you know, because somebody, is, these kids and these kids and these kids. And then I'd be like, okay, well, tell me the other side. Oh, well, if I were them, I'd do worse. <laughs> like, be happy, that's all they did. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? You have to hear the other side. everybody okay? Yeah. Should we stand? Let's stand, stretch, breathe. You want to play something, Abby? Play some calm music for us. <laughs> Let's all chill out. We're going to just mass repent.
4: <laughs>
1: you have been going through the photo album here <laughs> last hour. <laughs> Make sure you're not offended at the message. You come back to church on Sunday. I want Pastor Duck to come back and go, What what would you do? <laughs> Listen, if you are in this church tonight, you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, that's the first thing you gotta take care of. So if you're here, I want you to come up if you want to receive salvation so that you can be publicly noticed and take the leverage away from the enemy of being a hiding Christian. Right off the bat, you're just going to like, here I am. Alright? So, that's what I'd like you to do. If you don't know Jesus, come on up. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, come on up. Otherwise, for everybody else who's been living the Christian life but sin's been mastering and all this stuff's been going on, we're going to start with clean palate. Alright? We're washing the paintbrushes, let the flow and let the water of the Holy Ghost cleanse us. And let us just have peace in our hearts, peace in our lives. And the images of people that you have been offended at, let them be seen in light of eternity. And you're going to make sure that they, that you at least say one prayer for them. That a laborer would go across their path to speak life to them where they can understand the truth and then make a decision. So, Father, tonight we just thank you, Lord. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory that's due your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us a way to live on this earth that's better than any offer from the enemy. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that for every person in this building everyone at the sound of my voice that has had offense stuck in them like some rusty nut in their bodies, in their minds, in their hearts, in their life that it would be removed right now. That that yoke would be destroyed with the anointing of God, with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Oh, place, Father. Let there be a breaking and a cleansing of offense. Let it be far removed from anyone. Even if it's deep, deep down and it's been hidden, let every seed of offense be removed, completely erased. Never, ever, ever to live again in their territory. We just speak life over their lives. Life and life We thank you, Father, that their minds are strong in you. We thank you, Father, that they are kept in the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading and guiding us into all truth. That there is no lie that could trick us and cause us to be mastered by it. But we master sin. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you deliver people from oppression of the devil. In the name of Jesus, every oppression of the devil must be removed from your life right now. In the name of Jesus, every person, every situation, every event, every storyline that has oppressed your life must be removed. In the name of Jesus we pray, Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in this room, moving in the people's lives as they receive from you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen walk out of here clean and free light and easy baby light and easy (laughs) hallelujah thank you lord well we will see you again on sunday if you are doing the class online uh, make sure that you're in our facebook group if you wanted to do class but you didn't sign up because of any reason go see miss lisa we'll talk to you about that we want you to take the class if you would like to take the class okay so if there's an obstacle talk miss lisa uh, we can get that straight now. But God bless you guys.